Welcome to Karate the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wolf. I am back on the mainland. Back on the mainland. It is your kickstart for you. It's only an island if you look at it from the water, pal. It's well, it's true, especially if you're way into the island. Yeah. <laughs> and we were quite a bit. Sure. Awesome. I can't even see the ocean. Awesome weather, dude. I was like, it was it was the best. People complain about it raining there. I'm like, that's the best part. Shut up. It's rainforest, man. Yeah, well, that's right. That's because they don't live in Southern California. Right. <laughs> don't, don't appreciate that. Well, yeah, because when it rains here, all shit breaks loose. It, people lose their minds, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, it can, and, it, you know, that's like four times a year. Or if it does rain for, you know, a week or two weeks in a row, everyone thinks the world's coming to an end. What, and it doesn't end? And then they're, you know, then they, there's a heat wave and they think the world's coming to an end. It's Los Angeles. It's kind of what we do here. I know. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, so it was, it was good. It was, it's funny, it was the first time that I've taken a, you know, an extended trip as far as anything over a week and where I felt, uh, I didn't feel like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to go home kind of thing, but I was ready to come home. I was ready to kind of get things going again. I was felt rejuvenated or whatnot, but yeah, we did most of the stuff that we want to do except for a couple of things. I'll post a, some pictures later on, on Patreon when uh, I get around to it before it starts getting crazy because it's going to start getting crazy. But Oh, so, hey, guess what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is a big day for you as far as uh, physical titles. It is because why is that? Our buddies at Kino have dropped yeah. drop some Our real friends. science. Yeah. Yes, to live Kino. In, to live and die in L.A. In and another 4K. thing I can't buy. Fucking <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's like I said, I'll buy it in January. <laughs> Or somebody could gift it to you. Sure, and I'd have to go get a I'd have to go get a 4K Blu-ray player. If you were one of those people that you know those kinds of podcasts that would beg for money. Oh, please, somebody send it to me. No, uh, <laughs> and send me a 4K player. Yeah, um, all that shit. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's a that's a kind of a big one. And um, but 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 they put out a, a handful of catalog titles, which is you know Kino's form. For, for standard Blu-ray, there's a 52 pickup reissue. What was it? Uh, Nevada Smith, Gloria. Which one? Uh, the Sharon Stone or the Gina no, Rollins? No, Gina the Rollins. The OG? Yeah. The Cassavetes. Yeah, yeah. Not the Sydney Lamette. Yeah. Not for, the Lamette version. It's good. It's good stuff. I don't hate the Lamette version, by the way. Oh, really? That's good. But, I, but here's what's cool. That's Live and Die in LA. Yeah. Uh, because it was a brand new 4K, there's a new Blu-ray too being struck off that remaster. So it, there's going to be a brand new encode out there on, for it to live and die. Is it not the same as the Shout Blu-ray that was put out like two years ago? I, I'm, I bet those two guys aren't sharing their whatevers, but it's, yeah, it says it's very okay. specifically, it says um, struck from the 4K restoration. So I don't I think. I can't imagine other than that, there's anything that's not, because that Shout Factory one's pretty packed. And I feel at this point. I think and this is be more, I, and the price is like, it's, you know, even now. Now with the so 20, if you're going to upgrade, basically, it's really just about the visual right. quality, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure it's going to look amazing, but again, I, you know, you'll have to let me know if it looks too amazing because I feel like it's one of those <laughs> movies. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not being, I'm not trying no, to be no, deliberate. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's like it, it benefits from the way that it, you know it. You know, Robbie Mueller's photography is fantastic, and it's like. You know, it's like, uh, I remember the first time I saw Jaws. I've said this before. I was like, what the fuck happened? Right. <laughs> I've never been able to, what, why am I seeing, you know, what's out the window in the ocean? This is weird. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, our brains are, you know, it's imprinted on us the way we saw it, you know, on Vestron video VHS. <laughs> right. 
Which we and we talked about that during our our episode or the film Nietzsche portion with with Whitney, and I'm I'm still going to kind of be facetious about it. And I'm like, you, if you want to know what the, what we talked about, you have to listen to the episode. I'm not telling you what yeah. the movie is. Yeah, man, totally. <laughs> and, but that watching that on the 4K again last night after wrapping up the the part two and posting it, dude, yeah, it's tremendous. It's such a that's such a, a monumental upgrade on the 4K. Yeah, man. And also, like, you know, like we say in the episode, I mean, <clears throat> if you haven't seen the movie in 30 years or 20 years or 10 years, uh, it's really something that sort of gets better with time. The more time that passes, I think all the better the movie gets because you were able to appreciate it uh, way more. I mean, like we said on the both of us uh, and Whitney, too, probably more me and you. Said it, but, right. Uh, because it, but again, it's one of those movies that, you know, I didn't fully appreciate it when I was 22. Or right. whatever I was, 20, right. 21, whatever. I don't even remember. <laughs> I have to count backwards and I can't say it because then it might give it away. Right. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah. So all those things, uh, you know, kind of lend to, uh, you know, it's getting better and better and better uh, with each passing year. Yeah. Also coming out from Arrow. This is a funny one. It, the Scorsese's Hugo, probably my favorite Scorsese movie that, isn't after hours wasn't wasn't crime related it didn't have crime involved in it there's no crime in after hours you're talking about after hours again yeah <laughs> isn't there crime in, there's just stuff that, there's stuff that happens in after hours that's considered crime i don't mean Is but, it? but but i'm not when i say crime i don't mean casino i know God, what you good mean fellows. all right well anyway so there's a 4k coming out and a re-release of 3d blu-ray which is kind of weird right is that i don't know how many 3d titles arrow has put out Mm, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, it's I'd, funny. I I guess maybe I maybe I, what I see, Hugo just came across my radar yesterday somewhere, but it wasn't. I feel like maybe I ran across it on a streamer thing, and I was like, oh fuck, Hugo. Yeah. Oh, that is a Scorsese movie. Yeah, I scooped that up on the standard Blu-ray 3D when we started a 3D TV. Probably like I don't know a year after it came out. I got it for ten bucks. I was like, I'll scoop that up. And that's like, that one's a super fun one. But, you know, you, you, you've you heard Scorsese go on and on about shooting on film and never shooting digital. Well, he shot digital on that one. Don't. Sure. It, yeah. Because it, it, that's, of course, the irony of it, because the movie's about what? <laughs> a filmmaker. So. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I had to use a digital camera to make a movie about a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, also, if you're feeling like you don't want to... Um, stream stuff uh right now because you kind of and you know, you're feeling a bad taste in your mouth from your studios well i mean you're gonna kind of give them to them anyway but i don't know maybe maybe you can kind of fill us in so streaming is being is the problem that we have right now right it was one of the the, the talking points of the sag side of things yeah it's, yeah, it's residual yeah. and uh it, it's right because it's considerably lower but for something like the last of us which is gaining a physical release on tuesday both in 4k and blu-ray what's the situation with that because that's still technically hbo and is it still an hbo type of residual situation like the same thing like no. they, everybody got or is it uh, no i believe it's still you know i feel it still falls under you know they went to a streaming platform i think so that they could benefit from the new media streaming deal perhaps i don't want to misspeak yeah if you still have like if you still have spectrum uh, or any of those any of the the isps like a, like a service provider not just internet service but like a service provider like cable or you have direct tv 
and you're watching HBO on that, that's still HBO. It's but it's not streaming. It's being broadcast. So I don't know. I don't know how they fucking because I know on I know it's always a sketchy thing on the VOD side of things. If you're playing off the HBO app on one of those two services like Spectrum or Directv, that the I don't think the, the residual payout is is the same. I don't know. Again, this is. This is the, the you know, these are uh, questions that can be answered by people much more in tune and smarter on all this than we are. But to the gist of what's happening now, because now SAG and AFTRA has joined the writers and and that have been striking for seven weeks now. Is that eight right? weeks? Eight weeks. Eight, yeah, or eight or nine weeks. Yeah, so they're just joining in, and Fran Drescher kind of leading the charge for SAG AFTRA, and she is. Boy, she's firing up the crew, and and you Dude. were just out there on <laughs> Friday. Absolutely, I was going to say, uh, yeah, man, I went out and then uh, you know I, I went to uh, Warner Brothers on Friday and uh, joined, threw my hand into the uh, you know into the ring, grabbed the sign, and, and uh, hit the pavement, as they say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Fran showed up and rallied the troops. It was fun, man. I mean, I got to say, it was. Uh, it felt good to get out there and, you know, the writers, you know, you could tell there was a, there, you know, the, the writer, the moods, every, they were elevated because, you know, these guys have been out there literally for fuck two and a half months or you know, a little over two months at this point. You know, um, you know, one of the guys I spoke to, you know, they hadn't had a turnout that big yet. I mean, it was really a shot in the arm. It's kind of like, Hey, look, you know, we've been out on the front line and we're getting right, you know, starting to wear and tear and then, Hey, you know, here comes a bunch of, you know, I know that it felt good for those guys to have reinforcements or, you know, to feel the, uh, you know, feel the love from another guild. All right. Um, kind of, it was like a, you know, a boost of energy. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really, I, I had a really fun, it was good. It felt good to get out there and, right. you know, and support those people. And, and, you know, and, you know, I've been a SAG member since 1990. I've right. been SAG longer than I've been in any other union. I spent one morning uh, walking with some folks over in Century City, sorry, Century City, over in Culver City at Sony early on the first, I don't know, in the second week. And, and unfortunately, like, it, it, what's a drag for me is, like, it, it's, it's hard to get down there for me, and it's for, for my dumb hours that I work. At Fox, there's nobody. Nobody's there now. I don't, nobody is walking. I'm guaranteed I'm getting there, like, 10 minutes to 3, but oh. even, even before even before they before it heated up, it was there was nobody there. I can tell you why because the strike schedule is nine, uh, like nine. They've got it broken up into two things, right? So nine to noon and then eleven to two. So by two, they're usually done. It's, this was the schedule that came out yesterday. Uh, okay. That, that's yeah. like, you know, cause they, they showed us the list and, you know, then they gave us the hours today was, a, a, it was an, you know, a different thing because it was day one and it was literally strike sagging full force nine to one o'clock. And that was, you know, and, you know, Fran and the gang, you know, they hit all the, uh, they hit all the studios, all wow. the strike points. That's great. And, uh, yeah, it was cool, man. And it was really that you could tell the energy, every, everybody, you know, the writer, the cat, I was like, this is Michael. We were walking around and, you know, and we, I just started a conversation with him because I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know anybody else here <laughs> and it's fine. I don't need to know anybody else. I just need to know that, you know, we all work together because it's not a, you know, it's not a, it's not a SAG problem. It's not a WGA problem. It's, it's, it's a film community problem. Like, you know, uh, everybody's got to sort of have everybody's back or, or what is, you know, what's the point of this, you know? Right. Um, there's no words coming out of, 
the actors who are missing mouths, then there's no reason, you know, what am I designing? I'm designing sets for who, or, you know, or can I be replaced by AI and they start uh, designing sets without? Yes, of course they can. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a breath of fresh air. You could sort of see it on I mean, You could feel the energy, man. It was, it was good. It was, it, energy was up and it was, you know, a good first day for uh, everybody, you know, out there. It was cool. Good. There's lots of media coverage of it too. Uh, I have a writer friend, Adip Desai, who you guys uh, know that I, uh, I've talked about Adip before. He's a, he's a writer, TV writer, and he wrote, he did a season of Goldberg's probably like four years ago. A super funny guy does a lot of stand-up too. But he was up here uh, with a small group this afternoon picketing Amazon out here. And, and, and when I say Amazon, I don't mean like Amazon Studios. I mean, <laughs> Amazon Studios is nebulous. Did they have some headquarters? But there's no actual studio. It's just a, an entity. But they were actually striking in front of one of the, the warehouses, like the delivery warehouses. <laughs> so there's, they're standing out there and, and Amazon delivery trucks are going to and from. Yeah, that, that's what they were striking. I thought that was kind of funny. But that's how unexpected is that? That's how how planned and well designed the strike is going between the two unions. Is they're they're making sure that their voice and their eye and the eyes are on them. Their voice is being heard and the eyes are on them. Even doing something like that, and you because you I would have thought like yeah, how are you going to pick it? Amazon. Well, that's how you do it. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I didn't think anybody was going to do that because I'm not on any of the emails for, for Ryder's Guild or for SAGs. I wouldn't even have known anything about it, but I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's way cool, man. I think it was straight writers. I don't think there was any SAG people there, but still that's good. And it's a planned attack. At the end. And it's funny, you mentioned the food trucks um, before I went on my trip. I <laughs> Earlier that day, I saw that the Kogi truck was going to be at Sony and I, and I, so when I got to work, this is the first time I noticed that nobody was picketing. And I thought, oh, maybe everyone's over at Sony getting free tacos, free, sure. free tacos. But no, that just wasn't what it was. That was, but dude, I have to tell you though, sometimes before this, when it was just strictly the writers, I would drive out and leave, leave work at 1130 at night. And there was like a handful of people out there still with the signs. So the schedule did that, that was again, that was very early on. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't fairly recently. That was probably the first two or three weeks of the writers and striking. Well, I think that's when there was the possibility of things were still shooting on the lots too. You know what I mean? Now there's nothing shooting anywhere because, um, so I I feel like that's kind of why there's been an adjustment and a shift in, you know, yeah. The, the hours of, you know, of, of striking. So, but again, like I said, to everybody, I, everybody I interacted and spoke with today, they were in high spirits and, you know, it, you know, look, just because it's a, you know, it's an ugly thing. doesn't mean, you know, you can't have fun and, and people were in good spirits. People were singing and chanting and, and uh, it was cool, man. Right I, I, you know, it was really, uh, you know, I felt great for after I went. And, you know, uh, I'm going to go back a couple times. You know, I'm going to go hit a couple. Uh, I'm going to go hit Disney and Warner Brothers again next week. Cool. Hey, is Kino having a sale? That's my, my question for you is, is there a Kino sale going on? Um, if they have a, having a sale right now, you, Kino's usually good about waiting for their sales till after Criterion's done with theirs. But actually, technically, it's not really Criterion. It's actually Barnes & Noble that's having their sale. No, I don't. I don't see anything that's specifying any kind of sale. Hold on. No, nothing specific. Just no. 
Oh, because I saw like uh, I got an email from Amazon. And it was a bunch of SAG. It was a bunch of SAG. It was a bunch of <laughs> Kino titles, uh, like Ulzana's Raid, things like that, like for eleven bucks. And I was like, "Holy shit, when, when, bastards!" Oh, was that today? Uh, no, it was. It was possibly during the. Uh, well, no, oh, I, mean, I mean, sure it was in a prime. It was in a prime day. Might thing. have been. Might have been a prime day thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But yeah, that would be it. Yeah, because uh, Hustle showed up. You know, all the things we've been talking about. Right. And I, dude, I've been deep diving Aldrich, um, you know, and I got to say, <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. Uh, I don't have my iPad with me because I was going to, I was going to, there's a, there's a, there's like several Aldrich movies that are streaming free, uh, like uh, on Freebie and Tubi and, um, what was it? Pluto. We talked about them, uh, the big knife. You can stream that on Pluto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veracruz is on Pluto. 10 seconds to hell is, uh, streaming on Tubi. Right. Uh, and these are all early Aldrich. These are like 1950s, early 60s. And, you know, the thing about Robert Aldrich, as we've talked many times, is Robert Aldrich has done so many iconic movies that you, you're going to look at things and be like, oh, I didn't realize that was a Robert Aldrich movie. Like things right. like uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Hush Hush, Sweet Charlotte. All those are those are Robert Aldrich movies, too, uh, as, along with The Dirty Dozen and Flight of the Phoenix and, and everything else I, that I ram or yammer on about, um, you know, <laughs> from time to time. But uh, I don't know why, but I just went down and, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a Robert Aldrich rabbit hole. And the rabbit hole's deep, man. I watched, uh, if you don't own the Criterion, because cri- the, the Criterion sale is still on, right? Until, it's, it's on until the 31st. Okay. I think that's right. Something I recently just opened, which I've owned for a long time, but I opened it recently, and I think that's what kicked it off, was I have Kiss Me Deadly, which has some really great in-depth stuff about Aldrich on it, and uh, and about Mickey Spillane, who, uh, you know, it's based on a Mickey Spillane novel, but there's some great stuff on it, and it, it's kind of what, you know, lit my fire to, you know, revisit all these Aldrich movies. Um, so if you're looking for something to pick up, which is, you know, and again, when you see the briefcase in it, you're going to be like, oh shit. And if you don't already know, it's where Marcellus Wallace's briefcase came from, <laughs> you know, uh, but anyway, and I, I think everybody knows that at this point, but if, if you're looking for something you want to pick up, uh, you know, if you're trying to find something else to throw in with one of these new titles, uh, check out Kiss Me Deadly. It's a great Blu-ray. I watched it the other, uh, like last week. But the extras on it, you know, they're fantastic. And in the movie itself, it looks amazing. And it's got the uh, the alternate lost in the lost ending that was uh, apparently after Aldrich's death, somebody had unearthed it. You get all this great bonus footage on the thing, and you know, and again, that's the reason to own you know these Criterion titles, the physical you know media, as opposed to streaming them on uh, the Criterion Channel. Last thing I want to say about the Criterion Channel is right now there's a whole special. I, I may have mentioned this to you, and I, I meant to say it last week, but uh, so they have a whole section of AI, right? There's a, they're doing a little thing with AI. Right. You know, they're showing AI and Johnny Mnemonic and things like that. So there is a black and white version of Johnny Mnemonic, which I never knew I needed a black and white version of Johnny Mnemonic until I watched it. Really? Have you seen it? No. Dude, here's the thing. <laughs> you know Johnny Mnemonic it looks kind of cheesy but in black and white it kind of helps the noir aspect of it it kind of helps the whole sort of weird Fritz Lang metropolis vibe to it it's it's something I never knew existed and I never knew that I wanted it but now I don't ever want to see it that I don't, I don't ever want to see it again not black and white 
So that's on Criterion Channel. If you have Criterion Channel and you didn't know it's there or you haven't peeked into the AI series that they have on there right now, it's something fun to check out. Cool. By the way, 728 is the sale date. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was still at the end of the month, but now it's only until the 28th. So if you listen to this on the 17th, yeah, got 10 days. So pick that thing up, man. Pick up Kiss Me Deadly. You won't be sorry. Dude, I'm looking at the giant mnemonic in black and white right now. Just the... How great does that? I mean, it, looks, just goes, it looks cool. It is cool, man. That's rad. Cool. So, I mean, that's it. We're super, super short and sweet because we both are got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm tired. I fucking got, you know, I was out in the sun a lot today. I didn't realize yeah. how, you know. So, if you want to follow us on the socials, and they're still there for now, at Karate Pod on Twitter, Insta, and Letterboxd. On Letterboxd, you can follow Corey at Corey underscore Culp. And on Insta, it's Culprit97. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at rockandroll 33 on your Instagram, or you could follow me at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. And don't forget to listen up. You can cut this out. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm just tired, dude.